The Lord be with you. And with, and with your spirit. spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Peter approached Jesus and asked him, Lord, if my brother sins against me, how often must I forgive? As many as seven times? Jesus answered, I say to you, not seven times, but 77 times. That is why the kingdom of heaven may be likened to a king who decided to settle accounts with his servants. When he began the accounting, a debtor was brought before him who owed him 10,000 talents. Since he had no way of paying it back, his master ordered him to be sold along with his wife, his children, and all his property in payment of the debt. At that, the servant fell down, did him homage, and said, be patient with me, and I will pay you back in full. Moved with compassion, the master of that servant let him go and forgave him the loan. When that servant had left, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a much smaller amount, 100 denarii. He seized him and started to choke him, demanding, pay back what you owe. Falling to his knees, his fellow servant begged him, Be patient with me, and I will pay you back in full. But he refused. Instead, he had the fellow servant put in prison until he paid back the debt. Now when his fellow servants saw what had happened, they were deeply disturbed and went to their master and reported the whole affair. His master summoned him and said to him, you wicked servant, I forgave you your entire debt because you begged me to. Should you not have had pity on your fellow servant as I had pity on you? Then in anger, his master handed him over to the torturers until he should pay back the whole debt. So will my heavenly Father do to you, unless each of you forgives your brother from your heart. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Today's Gospel follows directly on the heels of last week's Gospel. It's the concluding portion of this longer discourse that Jesus gives on the church, on how uh, his disciples are to live together as a community uh, faithful to the gospel that he is preaching and teaching to them. Both begin with the same words. Last week, Jesus began by saying, if your brother sins against you, and then he goes on to enumerate these steps that we should take if someone sins against us. Today's gospel begins with Peter, but he's now asking Jesus, if my brother sins against me, how often should I forgive? How far do you want us to take this, Lord? And then he proposes what 
would be to any you know, Jewish person of the day, a very reasonable and even kind of generous number of times. Seven times? Okay. Numbers in the Bible, in the Jewish culture, are more often than not symbolic rather than strictly speaking literal. The number seven is a number signifying kind of fullness, completion, uh, even perfection. Uh, in Genesis, God creates the world in six days and then on the seventh day, he rests enjoying the fruits of the, you know, the, the, the beauty and the goodness of the creation that he has made. And so when Peter proposes seven as, you know, the number of times, that would be in the minds of most people uh, a number signifying that you've pretty much, you know, done all that you ought to do. And if, you know, seven times doesn't get the job done, well, then you can wash your hands of the matter and kind of move on to other things. And Jesus surprisingly answers, no, not seven times, 77 times. It's like perfect isn't good enough. The pluperfect is what we are striving for, you might say. The standard is even higher, many times higher for those who are my followers and who live by the, the gospel message. And then Jesus goes on to give this parable to illustrate the point that he's trying to make. To understand the parable, it's important to understand um, the currency that was used, the monetary currency of the day. There's a reference to two types of currency, the denarii and the talent. Okay. The first servant who's called in owes his master 10,000 talents. The other servant who owes the first servant 100 denarii. So what's the difference between 100 denarii and 10,000 talents? A denarii is a day's wage in the culture of Jesus. So 100 denarii would be roughly about four months' wages. Calculate your salary, whatever you make, multiply it by your monthly salary, multiply it by four. Okay, that'll give you an idea of how much in our own day and age the, the debt would, would amount to. It takes 6,000 denarii to make one talent. 6,000 denarii to make one talent. The first servant owes 10,000 talents, okay. 60 million denarii, 60 million denarii, okay. The master, taking pity upon the servant who pleads with him, writes off the loan. He tears up, you know, the, the promissory note and frees the man from the debt completely. The same man who has received such a generous, you know, gift of, of mercy goes after this other servant who, who owes him 100 denarii and, you know, he chokes him and refuses to relent, you know, even, you know, a fraction of that amount and throws him into prison until the 100 denarii are paid back. 
the master learning upon it from the other slaves who are deeply troubled by what they've witnessed. You know, he, he in anger throws the first servant, you know, into prison. He hands him over to the torturers until the debt is fully paid back. So will my heavenly Father do to you, Jesus tells his disciples, unless each of you forgives your brother or sister from your heart. Not forgiveness with conditions attached, not with kind of strings attached. See, um, not a qualified forgiveness, but a full and heartfelt expression of, of, of mercy. Again, clearly, this is an impossible standard for us apart from the grace of God at work in our lives. We cannot, you know, live up to the teaching that Jesus gives unless somehow we truly surrender to and cooperate with the grace that God, that God supplies. And that grace comes to us primarily in the form of mercy. It's the recognition that I can never repay the debt I owe. There is nothing that I can give to God, no expression of, of sorrow that would fully balance the books, that would make good on, on you know, the debt that you know, I have incurred through my sins. And God forgives that. God releases me from my debt. But what I can do is I can strive under grace in gratitude to God for the mercy I have received. I can forgive those who are in debt to me. That I can do. Indeed, Jesus is saying, that is what I must do. It's an imperative. This is one of the reasons why the Catholic Church emphasizes such things as the regular and consistent practice of confession in the life of a Catholic. The, the practice, the, the discipline of regularly examining my life reflecting on my life in, in light of the gospel that I'm called to live so that I can more clearly identify and, and know the magnitude of my sin, the nature and the character of my sin. Not so that I can simply heap guilt and shame upon myself, but so th that I can bring that to God to receive forgiveness for it so that the forgiveness I receive and the more I come to appreciate in light of the magnitude of my sin, the even greater magnitude of God's mercy, that then I can know also the grace that not only forgives my sin, but that helps me to be a more merciful person tells me to be someone who shows to others some authentic measure of the mercy that I myself have received. Part of what confession does for us, it helps to make us more humble. 
I am a sinner. And therefore, I must be careful about, you know, how I look upon and treat others who sin, especially who sin against me, remembering that God showed mercy to me, and therefore I must show mercy to others. Notice in this whole last week and this week, Jesus never says, oh, just, you know, don't worry about it. He doesn't say, don't face it, don't confront it. No, he says, you, you got to confront these issues. It's all a question of what that confrontation will, will lead to. Is it a confrontation that kind of expresses my anger and that through that anger kind of makes the situation worse? Or is it a conflict that I face and confront, mindful and, and motivated by the mercy I have received to somehow extend that mercy to, to others. And Jesus says this because he recognizes that it is this quality of mercy that is, just as it is, as the Catholic Church teaches, the primary attribute of God. God's power and might are manifested above all in showing mercy. Well, that quality of mercy must be what imbues the community that gathers in Christ's name. That must be the primary quality that identifies and characterizes us as a community of, of disciples. In a few moments, we're going to baptize Miriam Joy into the body of Christ. And that will begin in her this process of being formed in the life that Christ has bestowed upon us, uh, a life that is characterized by this boundless quality of mercy that flows from the living God, from the heart of the living God, that that mercy might touch our hearts and make our hearts ever, ever more merciful. Miriam Joy will come to know this herself and to live by it and to be formed and shaped by it only to the extent that she encounters it in us, that she sees in us a people who, in gratitude for the mercy they have received, extend some true and authentic and heartfelt measure uh, of, of that mercy. I can never repay the debt I owe, but I can and I must forgive the debts that I am owed.